0: Welcome back to the next episode of We Can Do Epic Things, the one where we huddle up, coaches edition. In this uh, podcast today, we are talking to four of our instructional coaches. We have eight instructional coaches in Douglas County School District. Uh, In the last episode, we talked to our four elementary coaches, and this time we're talking to our four secondary coaches working with middle school and high school. Uh, students and teachers here in Douglas County School District. Some people are wondering uh, what is EPIC, what does that even mean? Well um, in Douglas County School District EPIC is our way of modernizing instruction in classrooms uh, to better meet our students needs. It's our way of making uh, learning and teaching more student-centered and um, really uh, it's an acronym for empower, prepare, inspire and connect, and by that we mean empowering students to um, take ownership of their learning, preparing them for what's coming next, either that's the next grade level, the next course, the next bit of learning, or maybe their future. inspire uh, where they are motivated and excited about learning and obviously connecting with one another with their teachers with the community and the world uh, as a whole so that's the uh, cliff notes version of what is epic instruction Uh, we have a really exciting episode coming up uh, in a few where uh, you will get a lot more information about epic instruction
1: hey lindsay hi how are you doing i'm great today good um yes did we introduce ourselves No, that's why we're doing it. Oh, this is Carly. This is Lindsay. Um, Again, we are professional learning facilitators here in Douglas County. And I'm excited to learn a little bit more about our EPIC coaches. I think the two truths and a lie are going to be really hard for me today because I I know our coaches, but I don't know them that well. Mm. So we'll be put to the test here.
0: Uh, We're going to start off with two truths and a lie. Um, before we dive into that, um, we'll just take a trip around the table so you know who's in the room. Uh, you have Lindsay and you have me, uh, but uh, we'll let everyone say their name in the schools that they work with. We'll start with Jennifer.
2: So, hi, uh, I'm Jennifer Worthington, and I am an EPIC coach at Pauwalu Middle School. Hi, I'm Laura Capolino,
3: and I am the EPIC coach at Carson Valley Middle School. Hello, my name is Carrie Stack, and I am an Epic Coach at Douglas High School.
4: And I'm Stormy Harold, and I'm an Epic Coach at Aspire Academy and Douglas High School. Double duty.
0: Double duty, yes indeed. All right, to get us going, um, Jen's going to share her two truths and a lie, and we, as a group, will figure out what we think is her lie. All right, okay, so two truths and a lie. Uh, first, when I was 16, I
2: rode dressage horses in Austria and trained with Olympians. Whoa. Okay. Um, I also have only ever lived in one state, but I've traveled to all 50. Mm. And finally, Michael Jordan said hi to me what? at Caesars Tahoe. Oh my gosh. Wow. Hmm.
1: Well, this is interesting. Right? I have no idea. Well, <laughs> no clue. You do?
0: No, I have no idea. But my logic is the first one, she used a lot of fancy words. And I don't know that I would know the name of those horses if I didn't really do that. So I'm going to say that's true. That's my detective skills. Laura thinks maybe. Laura, what are you thinking here?
5: I'm thinking the second one is not true.
0: The 50 states situation? I I mean, that's a lot of states to to visit. visit. But only lived in
1: one. Mm.
5: In 50 states, all 50. Yeah, mm. I think
4: I'm going
1: with you, Laura. I think that that is the lie. Oh, I think so, too. What I'm do think, in
3: agreement Carrie? with you two ladies. Mm-hmm. I think okay. number two is the false. Same here. Oh, I oh. am not very
2: good at this, then. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> I thought Carrie might know it because she's traveled with me before, and I'm oh. not a great flyer, although I have been to 38
1: states. Wow, Ooh, oh, that's years.
2: Yes, the Northeast impressive. is left, but Ooh. everything else I've done. Perfect. Well, that's cool.
1: Okay. Oh, I didn't know that about the flying thing, though. Right. I knew that too. Okay. Oh, we did a good job with that one. Yeah,
2: that was
5: good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Laura, Laura. um, tell us about your two truths and a lie.
5: Okay, mine are as glamorous or as exciting as Jen's. So, good (laughs) luck. I mean, Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay, so I have my number one. I have a horse. Her name is Sadie. Number two, I am a certified yoga teacher. And number three my favorite food is a very well done burger
1: oh. here's what i'm hoping i'm hoping that that yoga instructor is true i think that it is i feel like i saw that on her learner profile because then i know I mean that, you've yeah. got clients i i'm gonna go with the burger i don't know i just feel like that's not true horse named sadie, horse named sadie. So yeah i think burger
3: I'm gonna guess that the burger because um, I am not gonna make a judgment, but you do not look like you eat a lot of burgers. Oh, you are very thin, and um, I eat a lot of burgers, thus <laughs>
4: oh, the shape. Oh, the shape. I sound. mean, come on! I eat a lot of burgers. <laughs> I love a good burger. I love a good burger. Love In and Out. Love, love so a good much, burger.
1: Stormy. What do you think?
4: Um, I love burgers as well, and I've never met anyone who actually likes a really well- well-done done. burger. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was gonna go with. As well.
1: That could make it true, though.
4: Just because you so know,
1: unique. right? That's I what i was thinking.
0: Only will eat a well-done burger. So oh. welcome
2: to uh, me too. Oh, <coughs> right, too. yeah. And wow. like, In-N-Out is the only place really that I can have a burger.
5: Oh, okay. I think All right, Sadie Laura, though. It's I, don't I don't think she Sadie. has a horse
2: name Sadie. All right. only because of our cat conversation. <laughs> cat okay. named Sadie. Oh, what do you
1: think, Carly? Well, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Laura. What is it, Laura?
5: Um, I don't have a horse. Oh. oh! I would like a horse, and I will name her Sadie when I get one, but I don't have a horse. And I only eat well-done burgers, and I, well-done my burger. favorite food, actually. So wow. when I'm sick, I always have to have a well-done patty burger, and mm. nothing else on it. Just the burger, and I don't like In-N-Out. Sorry to say Oh! <laughs> okay. So like
1: when you're sick, you don't want soup, you want a burger?
5: Yeah. Okay. Take me to Cook's, they uh-huh. don't want me to be advertising, that's but okay. they have a great burger.
1: We support okay. our local they community. Yeah. We
0: do. That's delicious.
3: absolutely. delicious.
0: Yeah. Well, that's exciting.
1: <gasps> Fun facts. I
0: okay. know, now I'm learning. Ooh. All right, Carrie, wow us with your two truths and a lie.
3: Okay. Number one, I was born at a hospital that had a nickname called um, the Baby Factory. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I have never gotten a speeding ticket.
1: Oh, and the geez. last one Lucky. is
3: I went to the same university as Chef Emeril Lagasse and Tyler Florence.
1: True. Oh wow! Okay, I don't. I, don't I do I I know you did culinary, culinary and like
0: food Queen. stuff. Uh, Never gotten a speeding ticket.
1: Never. But I think ever. you're like a rule follower. I feel like that's. <laughs> I do like, too. Me no. Um mm, the I'm gonna factory, say the baby factories no like is that do people nickname hospitals I don't know and baby factory I'm gonna say baby factory false what do you guys think, I think
2: I'm with you because I bet she's never gotten a speeding ticket yeah and uh amazing Jeff so right you went the same place yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Laura
4: what's your guess
5: I think she's gotten a speeding ticket at least once in her life oh okay
4: so you think that's a lie I was going to go with speeding ticket as well, because I almost got a ticket on my way over here. And it wasn't speeding, but I just, everyone gets one at least once in their life, I'm thinking. Even when you're a teenager, I mean, like, I don't know, Carrie.
3: So my lie is that I've never gotten a speeding ticket. Uh, Yeah, I actually got this speeding ticket in front of Powaloo Middle School. Twice (gasps) in the exact same location. Oh, man. A year apart
1: wow oh, did another. you know the police officer because i feel like it's a small town and you would I like no did. <laughs> oh
3: however well, i did asked not. for no, no special dispensation
1: <laughs> were you going to work
3: i was
1: not oh you, oh, you were not okay okay <laughs> Well, there's
0: that. All right. Uh, I can tell you there's been a lot of police activity uh, in this area with the left turn situation. So don't turn left into our uh, school. Watch your speed, folks. And watch your speed right now. First week of school. Yeah. Definitely.
5: We should give a shout out to this year. They do a good job here.
0: Keeping it safe. They sure do. Keep it safe, yes. Um, Stormy, we're ready for your two truths and a lie.
4: All right. So don't look at my paper because I labeled them truths or lies. Okay. um, I fell off a horse in Mexico and woke up in an ambulance.
0: Uh-oh. A Yikes. piranha
4: bit off my right toe when I was paddleboarding in the Amazon in 2009, and I started losing my hair in major chunks in 2010 when I was doing my student teaching.
1: Oh my
0: gosh, seriously, a piranha I mean, in your piranha. toe? It's either really false or really true. I mean, you I know, like that's extreme. Right. 2009, there's even a year. I don't know, lots of details. Uh, a
1: piranha. I say I gotta say the piranhas no. Can you really have a whole toe? bit off? Well, maybe it's just a piece it's of big, a yeah, toe, like a little like a nibble. And with, was your foot dangling over the edge? Like, I have a lot Why of questions about Why were you paddleboarding in the Amazon?
0: Yes. I yes. yeah, that's oh, okay, so a know question.
1: Okay, so I'm going to say the piranha. No. What do you think, Jen? I'm going to oh say gosh. the hair falling out in chunks
3: <laughs> is the lie.
1: <laughs> okay.
3: I agree with Jen.
1: The hair? Carrie, what do you think?
3: I think that you would not be paddleboarding in the Amazon. It's
0: so wild that I think it's true. Uh, What do you
1: think is a lie then?
0: The hair? The horse? The horse? I don't know, that one's pretty wild too, Stormy, I don't know. What is it? Yeah, I don't know.
4: Uh, the lie is that the piranha bit off oh, my toe. There
1: you
0: go. Did you
4: have an encounter with it, though? No, not at all. I just thought it'd be so crazy that people would actually oh believe my god I,
3: I fell for that.
1: Wow.
4: <laughs> I fell for that. I was that. having
1: a hard time even making up a story. I was like, I don't know. I had to think of something that happened to someone else. That's what I did, too. Yeah, well, that is wild. Um, I'm kind of glad you have all your
0: toes. Me, too. So. Piranhas are strangely scary to me, so. um, I've never really seen one in real life except for the aquariums. That's good, that's where they should be.
1: Now that we've gotten (laughs) through that rigorous introduction. (laughs) Right, Um, so now we'd like you to tell us a little bit more about how you got into this job, a little bit about you, a brief little history. Okay, Um, so I am a Douglas County born and raised,
2: and I actually was an accountant for an engineering firm prior to becoming a teacher. And about 10 years into that, realized that I really wanted to be teaching, which is what I originally went to school with and then switched. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went back to school and uh, have done a little bit of everything and love project-based learning. And so it was a natural lead to Epic Coaching. And so I'm just enjoying it.
1: Yeah, and you taught for how many years at Pawaloo? This is
2: year 11. I've mm. always been at Pawaloo in some manner. So I started in special education. I went to Gifted and Talented, where I was at three different sites, mm-hmm. and then went to science and now coaching. Perfect.
1: Cool, yeah. good. Thanks for sharing that. Laura, tell us, how did you get here? You have a I unique have story.
5: Think, yes. um, so my career consists of various experiences, teaching both public and private schools. And so I have taught um, all levels of classes of science. I'm a science teacher Mm -hmm. from grades uh, six through 12 by way of upstate New York, uh, Las Vegas, then San Diego, and now here in Douglas County. And I am here specifically for family. My daughter lives here, and she has a daughter, so I have my first grandchild.
1: <gasps> yay! And mm-hmm. so I was
5: happy to find the great position of being an instructional coach, which is a stepping stone for me, and I'm really loving it so far. Mm, yay!
1: We love having you. Yeah, how old is your granddaughter, you said? One. So oh just one. Oh, my
3: gosh. How, how sweet.
1: sweet. Perfection. Uh, Carrie, tell well, us about you.
3: So a little bit about me. Um, I was raised in a small beach town in Massachusetts. I did go to Johnson & Wells University in Providence, Rhode Island, and came to Nevada to work for Caesars Tahoe at, uh, back in the early 90s. Um, I thought I was only going to be here in this area for about three months, and this is my 32nd year wow. here in Douglas County. I am married and have two awesome young daughters, uh, young women, and I worked in the hospitality industry for 18 years before coming to Douglas County as a secretary in HR. Um, oh, I, I was I encouraged either. to uh, get my teaching license by a former administrator in Douglas County School mm-hmm. District, um, and was hired to teach culinary arts shortly after that. Taught culinary for 17 years, and as I learned more about EPIC, because I was also project-based, very project-based mm-hmm. with culinary, and I learned about the instructional model I applied as a, for a position as an EPIC coach.
1: Yeah, Hip hip parade. There's some things in there I
4: didn't know about you. I
0: know. I didn't know either.
1: Yeah, it's
4: fun. Stormy, tell Um, us. Like Jen, uh, I've been in Douglas County my whole life. This would have been my 14th year teaching, but it's going to be my first as an Epic Coach instead. Yay. Um, I thought I'd stay at Aspire forever once I went back, and technically I'm still there. But I thought as an Epic Coach we'd be able to recruit another teacher who could build up the Aspire culture. Um, which is actually the case because my wife just got hired on there and took my job, which means I'll probably never get it back because she's that good. Yep. Um, Let's see. Not only do I get to be at my home school, I get to be at Douglas too and work with really good teachers over there, so I'm very excited.
1: We're excited to have all of you, and we know that you have all been in the classroom in some capacity, and being an Epic Coach is a different type of work. Mm-hmm. So tell us, what's your why? Why did you move into this Epic Coach position? What made you make the, um, the jump?
2: Cause I'm crazy. <laughs> no, so I really moved into Epic, um, because I wanted to share that you could get kids, as I, being in a middle school, kids want to disengage from learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their parents start to give them a little more responsibility on their own and sometimes they aren't ready for that or just don't know how to handle it. True. And so finding a way to really turn teachers into um, encouraging that personalized learning mm-hmm. and giving more choice and um, empowering those students was really powerful and so when i was able to see it work in my room i thought it has to keep going yes and
1: so here i am excellent yes laura you talked a little bit about that about why this job and the change and everything
5: well i have been an educator for over 30 plus years and i'm here as an instructional coach because i believe that there is nothing more important than to be a good teacher and Mm -hmm. educate our children I feel good people are leaving or choosing not to become teachers for various Mm -hmm. reasons. So I'm hoping to inspire at least one teacher to stay in education, support their growth, to be a great educator, and thrive to be an inspiration to others.
0: Absolutely, I think uh, we've shared this in some of the podcasts we've
1: done, but that's keeping teachers teaching is the heart of why I show up for work every day. Yeah yeah it is nice that we can just show up and support them and say like what what can we do for you how can we help you in and not be evaluative you know it's different than being an administrator um, i think that is one of the best parts of our our job a
3: hard thing to um, make teachers and people outside of the school district itself to understand Um, Mm -hmm. they do believe that we are Uh, evaluating teachers, and we are not. No, that's the
1: best part.
0: (laughs) We don't have to do that. That's (laughs) That's a a, a good um, myth-busting right there, Carrie. Thanks. uh, Because you're right. We really, that is not what we're about. Support, yes. Evaluation, no. Yeah. Carrie, what is
1: your why? Why
3: this job? I decided to take the jump into Epic Coaching because I really love seeing teachers succeed and by succeed I mean they're learning something new every day and their students are uh, succeeding in whatever it is, is is given to them whatever information or knowledge that they're they're taking it and they're being able to um, make it relevant for their future and their real life today something they can apply outside the classroom
1: hmm so good yeah yeah so good. stormy what is your why
4: mine is really simple um, I love my life which is good because not everybody's like that, but I love my life. Um, And I've realized that an important reason why I love my life so much is because of the people who helped and guided me Mm. along the way. Um, And a lot of those people just happen to be teachers and coaches, which is why I wanted to be a teacher. And then when it came to um, EPIC type stuff, like I just said, the um, building Aspire staff with like-minded people was important. Um, But now I've gotten to do it for a couple weeks now, and um, there's so many high-quality teachers that I just get to be around them all the time.
1: Yeah, and you get to see so much more. I don't know if you guys are, you know, when you started this job, like you, you're you in your classroom. You just know what's happening in your classroom. But then working in other schools and collaborating with other coaches, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's so much going on out there. So many great things. So, so many things. Things. I love seeing all that. You um, do. Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: a different way of seeing what goes on in our school district, for sure, when you move from a classroom in a school to a
1: more far-reaching job. Yes. But it's so good to be in classrooms, which is so exciting. I got to teach kindergarten for a little bit today, and I'm tired. (laughs) I'm now ready for a nap. Your
0: kindergarten (laughs) stamina needs to build back up. Oh, man. Yeah. So True story. Um, Our next question has to do with, like, your own epic journey. Um, We have all spent however many years, for some of us more years or less years, kind of working on an evolution of instruction and changing the way uh, things work in our school district. And so we thought we would ask you, like, what's something you used to think about Epic? And what now do you know about, like, this has evolved for me. This is different than what I thought it was originally. Um, I remember when we we first started and I just thought, oh, my gosh, there's so many. How do all these pieces relate? I couldn't see it. What does a class code? How does that vision work? All the things, like I could do the things, but I couldn't see how they all related. And then I had a light bulb moment where it was like when we started unpacking standards with students and they had learning progressions, it was like all the things connected to, like, it's just about their learning and, and what are they learning? Transparency of learning. And that was my big light bulb moment where I was like, all the pieces relate to what students are actually learning in classrooms. So that was a big aha for me when I saw when I moved out of just doing the things to really understanding how they all relate, was like, ah I get it. It makes perfect sense to me now that this is really about transparency of learning, ownership of learning for students. And all those pieces that felt like little isolated pieces really are connected to that. So that's my big aha. Jen, I'll start with you. So,
2: because the rollout for EPIC came during the time of COVID shutdown, um, True. my first part was learning plans are not where you put a unit or your, everything you're going to teach. hmm True. Um, but then, even after looking at learning plans and really revising them and, and thinking I was on the right track, I got to a point where I started to look at what students were evaluating on that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes multiple choices are too many. Yeah. And so when you think voice and choice in some of these terms that we talk about when we're coaching, um, I wrote down, I used to think you had to offer multiple choices for students to do work how they wanted, and what I learned is that choices can be
0: uh, a little too much Mm -hmm. and overwhelming to some students. So, yes. I went to a a conference once in Katie Novak, who I think is incredibly amazing in this work, um, was talking and she was like, A choice is two to four, period, end of story. Anything more than that? Too much. And uh, two is a choice. And it was like, Two is a choice. Yes. Yeah. And four is reasonable if you get a three or four, Like, but nothing more than that. And I think that, like, we felt like we had to offer like
1: 27 we had to do so choices. Many things. Yes. Yeah, no. And two. I love, yes. Two is a choice. Sure enough, it is. Two. Yep. Just yep. offered a kindergarten, two yep. choices during a meltdown. I'm like, Two choices. <laughs> and you can pick, or I can pick. Those are your you choices. <laughs> but two, two was enough. It's all,
0: yeah, it's, it's good behavioral research. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. That's yeah. for real. That's a really good reminder. Yes. Laura?
5: Okay, well, since I'm new yeah. to Epic itself, um, and uh, I've been an instructional coach and an evaluator in the past, so I think what I used to think is there were good teachers. Um, but now I understand that there are epic teachers oh. and what I mean by that is that there is an instructional process that good teachers can follow yeah. and kind of coach each other through so that they all can become community better as a community versus mm-hmm. just like I'm a good teacher I'm a good teacher but now we can all do the same things and that's so much better for students huh. because students can progress from one teacher to another and not have to really relearn every single role
1: yes yeah that's That's so true i think i know um jen and carrie and i are all getting our masters right now and we have different professors and it's so difficult trying to figure out like what do they want like I, i just don't understand and every five weeks we have a new teacher and so i think that is just yeah it eases that anxiety you're like okay i know what's expected here i know what we're gonna do and I love the community idea, community of practice, I think, is
0: really That's really important, I think, vital.
5: just from what I've seen, you know, the kids from one school to another, they understand, yeah. you know, SOPs, they understand the learning progressions, the roadmaps, so it's they understand the why, which is really yeah. very new, very yeah. th- modern teacher yes (laughs) i love that
0: that's really good yeah really nice carrie tell us a little bit about so carly a little little bit
3: um to piggyback on what you said Mm -hmm. but i wrote down the exact same thing i used to think it was about the teaching but now i know it's about the learning (gasps) Mm -hmm. um it's not about how much you talk during a class period it is about what the kids are learning it is not about How well? I mean, because we all have days where we're not 100% and if the kids are still learning and they're taking something away, then that's a good day.
0: And I think we've yeah. all had days where we're like, I was awesome today. And then you come back the next day and the kids have no idea what happened Yeah. And you're like, did anyone so learn like, anything?
1: Do you remember I me? I thought
0: I was great yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Man, I felt really good about yesterday until I saw you today. And they're not sure what happened. So, yeah, you, I, I love that. It's about the learning. Yeah, that's really good. Stormy,
4: tell us about your epic journey, your um, learning. One of the big things right now that I keep coming back to with all the meetings that I've been in in the last mm. week is that, Um, I graduated from Douglas Mm -hmm. in 2004, and I had teachers there in 2004 who are still there, um, and Mm -hmm. they're doing an amazing job, and if you were to think about EPIC outside of its acronym, they were doing epic things then, and they were great Mm -hmm. teachers, and so to see what they do now, um, they were so good in 2004 and before that, and to see that they've just gotten better every year since then, being a younger teacher, or working with a lot of younger teachers in the last week or so, Um, Now we just have this, like the vocab where we can say this is what this teacher is doing Um, and we could explain it because now we're all on the same page in terms of this is what a good instructional practice looks like. Yeah, common language. Exactly. That, I think that hits also on that too. Uh, Absolutely a million
0: percent, um, I love that. Epic isn't new, nothing in education really is new. Uh, maybe AI that's a whole nother day mm-hmm. but uh, Different like, <laughs> yeah. but even I mean like that was Google or that was whatever before so um, but I do think that idea of like people have been epic for as long as they've been teaching right and now we just have a common ground for that and we're just making some tweaks and changes or whatever yeah we need so, to
3: remind them that they're epic yeah so because after being in the classroom for 20 years it's great them to be re- reminded that what they do is
0: epic absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely and i am also a douglas uh, county graduate myself and um, just a slightly million years before you um, but <laughs> just a little bit um, but i would agree i always felt like i had a really amazing
1: education out of our system so um so we are fresh into a new school year yeah. week two date six seven i don't um, even know it's right I um know. i don't know it feels like we've been here for four months already. <laughs> <laughs> Last week felt like six years. Last week really did. Um, so thinking about the school year and EPIC, what is your EPIC goal for the year? In your position, maybe for your teachers, what, do you, maybe yeah. what are you hoping? Maybe for you, yeah. So I want to say survival. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: True. But no, it, it's not. It's, um, I think this year for me, it's going to be staying like adaptable. We have a lot of change happening. Yes. and so being able to um, adjust to that change and still support and foster student growth and relationships at the school will be most important this year.
1: True. Yeah, and I think you being there and you having that history that that makes people feel comfortable. like you're the the consistent thing. They know they can always go to you for that support. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Yes. Laura, what is your epic goal for the year? Okay, for this yourself? is gonna
5: show that I'm a science teacher because <laughs> it's a measurable goal that can okay. be tested.
0: Jason would like this. <laughs> Laura took the goal word goal very seriously. Yeah, I okay. would appreciate yeah. like
5: yeah. that. Um, I said uh, my epic goal for the year is to successfully support and inspire significant change and at least five teachers at CMS, CVMS.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Your evaluator is going to like that goal because yeah, it's, it's very s- measurable. Is a smart <laughs> goal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I borrow that, please, for my goal? <laughs> yeah, I just have to do mine, too. Yeah, we'll solve go ahead Laura's. and send that over and yeah. don't tell my boss. Yeah. He won't hear it. <laughs> he it's fine. He won't hear it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Carrie, tell us about your
3: um, epic goal. My epic goal revolves around a word that we don't like right now because of our program that we're in data
4: it's a hot topic
3: around that hot topic of data and data is being used everywhere but what I would like to be able to do is help teachers identify the data that they need to improve their teaching practices and improve student learning so my goal is to really focus on um, making sure teachers are able to figure out with me or without me? What data do they need to analyze to ensure that students are moving forward with their learning?
0: I I agree so much. I think we collect a ton of data. A lot of it isn't useful at all. I mean, because we have to for grants and things. I get that. But it's not useful to teachers in classrooms. They don't get it in a timely manner, whatever. So I think, what is the the data that they have handy at their fingertips that is actionable? Correct. In a short time frame right. to, to help students move on. If they're looking
3: at data from six months ago, they're not going to be able to mm-hmm. adjust their teaching yeah. to inspire better learning no. tomorrow. No, So right. mm-hmm. the faster they can utilize that data to inspire something mm-hmm. new, um, the better.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think we have a lot of that. I think monitoring grades early on, um, probably just the academic piece sooner rather than later and figuring out what's how does that work? Formative assessment, which is going to be one of our big f- focuses this year, probably helps us a lot with actionable data quickly. doesn't have to be something wait. standardized across the universe. It can just be in my classroom. Yes. What am I, what are they getting? What are they not? How can I fix it in this week, even lesson, next day, whatever it is? Yeah. yeah. I think that's really exciting focus also. Yes. Yeah. Stormy. All
4: right, Stormy. Um, mine is definitely broad and you can't measure it, I don't think. <laughs> but uh, We didn't
0: ask for that. It's yeah.
4: fine. Uh, last year I got to go to the Modern Teacher mm-hmm. Conference in Colorado mm-hmm. uh, and I had a lot of fun. Um, the one thing that I kept thinking about while I was there though is as great as that school district was and all the schools that we visited, they were great, but I kept thinking that we were better than they were. Ah. Um, and not in a mean way, just no. we, we yeah. got quality teachers and so between um the quality teachers that we already have like I just mentioned the ones that have been here for a couple decades now and then all of the ones who are willing to kind of take on that role Mm -hmm. and be teacher leaders uh, moving forward I just want to find as many quality teachers who are doing the right things and uh, make that noticed and then if Mm -hmm. we ever got to host the conference I don't know if that's a thing if we could ever do that but if we did then all Mm -hmm. those teachers who deserve the attention would totally get the attention that um they deserve so, yeah,
1: for the great things they're doing.
0: Yes, yeah, there's so, so many much, good things, so.
4: Yeah. and
0: I've noticed the same thing, uh, in various conferences and events where it's like we're doing as as much as sometimes you don't feel like you're doing enough, right? Like, and I know teachers feel that, like, oh, oh, they're not doing it right, we're not doing enough, and then you're like, see, and you're like, oh my gosh, we are as far along as anyone in the country, or farther in some respects, and not quite there in others, and that's we need that validation ourselves, like the hard work that feels like hard work to us is really paying off it's really we are changing things we are doing things differently so that's exciting yeah. um I, I, yeah it's a real thing maybe someday we'll host that who knows? maybe who knows who knows um we like to um start to wind down our podcast with um with our favorite would you rather um question uh and today your question comes from a book that i um new found book. a new book not the 1970s book but a book for like third graders um,
1: which i might need to borrow this cuz i have to say that at my running club last night <laughs> uh, two people brought up a would you rather and then they said we should start doing a would you rather at every running club cuz sometimes we do like a name and a fun fact mm-hmm. but i was like a would you rather so i might need to borrow that you can i'll for let you my running club
0: yes um so here's your question and, and i don't know this here it is. I'm excited. Would you rather have to wear wet socks for the rest of your life oh. or, and this one's equally as bad, only be allowed to brush your teeth once a year? Oh, no. Everyone oh, answers you can't feed no. the fifth. There's no getting out of it. Okay, so wet socks. Every day? Every day for the rest of your life. Life? Or teeth once
1: a year for the rest of your life. Oh, I don't know. I don't like the way As my runner, teeth feel. I don't
3: know how you could handle. Wet
1: I, have socks you seen for the rest people's feet when they have wet socks oh, yeah, for gross. like twenty four hours? They mm-mm, don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> not Google it. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like the teeth, but I don't know. I don't like that film hmm. on my teeth.
5: But didn't say you couldn't use mouthwash.
1: Oh! Oh! A what little loophole you?
0: and floss. I'm gonna take Laura with me. I'm going teeth. <laughs> I'm going teeth. <to> <laughs> <That's right. Yes. laughs> Laura okay. finds another way around it. Very I clever. I pick teeth.
2: Oh! Done. I think I would rather wear the wet socks because they'll dry maybe by the end of the day. Oh. I mean, they only have to get wet, right? Well, that's what she thinking. You don't have thinking. to keep them wet? No, it doesn't
0: say you have to keep so, them wet all. You make um, up your but rules. But I
2: can't, like, I will get up in the middle of the night if I fall asleep early and didn't brush my teeth. Oh, so, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Mm-mm. Laura?
5: Well, I'm using floss and mouthwash in oh. my fingers, so just like you brush teeth. So I think I'll definitely choose that one because I don't like fungus mm-hmm. or moldy toes
1: oh gosh yeah oh
3: yeah
1: carrie i I've think the foot
3: thing is something i cannot overcome so probably not the socks i can figure a way around the right? teeth i don't think i could figure out the fungus part <laughs> oh so gosh it would be painful for me oh yeah yeah to, i did not like, just
4: is and
1: just fungus. like squishing Oh, no, every time you're walking around like Mm-mm. Nope, Stormy. What do you think?
4: Um, I'm going the wet socks route because okay. I don't think my wife would kiss me if I oh. did not go to brush my teeth, or, <laughs> or even want to come anywhere <laughs> close. So, probably, oh, yeah. I you can't know. Chance that.
1: Yeah, it's a good way to keep people away. Yeah, you know. I oh. was wondering about
0: teeth. I don't know the answer to this, but I'm wondering. You know, like when you stop washing your hair for a while, it's really oily for a while, and then it gets better. Like it stops being oily. Stormy Over would time. not know. <laughs> but it it does it stops being as oily right so i'm wondering like if you don't brush your teeth do your teeth get less gross over time and start like you know how like start taking care of themselves and i know the dentist is like mm-hmm. no and no and no but mm-hmm. in my mind i'm wondering if that helps me answer this question or if i just go um what socks for life oh. uh, um so uh
1: something to think about well, i don't you know you
5: could always chew the dog chewies like the greenies <laughs> oh boy
1: <laughs> I like that you're a problem solver. <laughs> uh, well, Laura, There's I
0: can that. also wear Birkenstocks if I have wet socks. Right. Do I have to yeah. wear the socks at all? I don't know. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go, uh, uh, I don't know. Don't, well, don't brush your teeth. I like yeah, that.
1: That's a good one. I'm going to so, borrow that. Books on loan.
0: Uh, all right, so available. for our
1: last segment, uh, our favorite. The and fan if favorite. You've, if you've listened so far, you've heard some wild stories from some educators. The, about you can't make this up so we would love to hear what you guys have to say what you've experienced in your years of teaching so Jen you can't make this up um, so I had to
2: think long and
1: hard and it's maybe because I am a middle school teacher
2: that nothing surprises yep. me anymore um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I really did have to dig back in But I had, we were dissecting frogs in sixth grade science a couple years ago. um, It's a good start. And (laughs) we had a lot of females in the bucket. You get a bucket of frogs in formaldehyde water, and you take the frogs out, and the kids are all getting them. And I'm handing out frogs, and everybody's opening them up and seeing the eggs Uh inside. Hmm. So we knew we had females, and I wanted them to see a male. And so... I looked in the bucket, and I'm digging through, and I grab a... Dead frogs. Dead frogs, yeah. Okay. Um, I have gloves on, so okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, okay. Um, So I grab a skinnier frog, and I'm like, this is probably a male. And this little boy looks at his female frog that's laying open with all these eggs, and he goes, that explains my mom's tummy. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of... Was thankful it wasn't my own son.
1: Oh my, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, yeah. oh my gosh.
0: Oh, Hopefully he well, did not, not share that when he got home.
1: The tummy. You oh can't man. can't make that up. Oh, no. Make up. No. no.
0: I do think there's a whole nother um, podcast segment on like kids say the darndest things. You know, like for yes, real. They, they really the things do. things they
1: say are unbelievable. Yes. Ooh, and really just good. talking to science teachers about, I mean, that is a world I did not go into in kindergarten. I mean, (laughs) no. digging through a bucket of frogs, that there. Hmm. I'm not cut out for that. Laura, you can't make this up.
5: No, not only can you not make this up, this is um, a way back story. So this is when I first started teaching, probably before most of you were even born. So this is an example that may not have relevance to because um, it was in 1987. So, I was hired to be a chemistry teacher two weeks prior to me finishing my student teaching, Mm. which means I wasn't much older than the students Mm -hmm. I was teaching in high school. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, the movie, I don't know if you remember, even it's pretty popular, The Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. Okay. So, we all know the movie. Okay, great. It came out in 1982. Okay. So, and it was super popular. Yes. And it's still today one of my favorites. At this particular school that I was teaching at, um, it was also a public school. Students could choose not to have a lunch period and fill their schedules completely with classes. You know you had some high-flyers that were doing that.
0: Oh, man. Well, so
5: I had a lunchtime class. Most of the students would bring a lunch, you know, a sandwich, and eat it in between classes, and they'd finish it up before the start of class because they wanted to be engaged in class. Well, one day I was teaching electrochemistry and explaining the not very exciting reactions at the board and it was my first time ever doing this So I was nervous. Yeah, period mm-hmm. just being a teacher and being there and there was a knock at the door I opened the door and there was a guy standing there and he yells pizza delivery. What? <laughs> yeah,
1: oh my gosh Yes, uh...
5: I looked shocked two boys got up in the back and they paid the guy, they continued to take the pizza to their desks, and they started eating the pizza in class without sharing.
3: Oh yep. my gosh. Yep.
5: Needless to say, the whole room smelled so delicious, <laughs> Yeah. I returned to the board acting like I was a teacher and just unfazed. writing on the board,
0: <laughs> yes, but unfazed. I was
5: looking at the board laughing yep. my butt off. <laughs> yep. I was trying to contain it, but I couldn't, and I knew I had to be the adult in the room, um, but that was so hilarious. So, so the next class, once I when was over, Noted. I said to the class, okay, there will be no ordering outside food for lunch unless you're planning on sharing it with the entire class. Because right. I
0: really felt bad for the students. It oh, smelled yeah. so good. Uh, yeah, That was a Spicoli moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that, t- True. And um, while you think that was a long time ago, I um, have a son that goes to Douglas High School and I get their announcements every day. And it's like, no DoorDash or Uber eats orders. Really? So I they know our kids have time. been doing. Ordering on their phone they and getting have, it delivered yes, to Douglas High
3: School. They have been for a couple of years now. They, wow. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that
1: poor back kid back. that has like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch, right. sees the pizza delivery, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, that's, that's throw me a slice. Yeah. But that was just hysterical wow. at that yeah. time. Right. Yeah. Still happens yeah. today. Still something we need to address.
0: Pizza is a motivator.
1: <laughs> yeah. Domino's delivers anywhere. Apparently. Right. <laughs> to Drop your, your high dog.
3: School classroom.
1: <laughs> yeah. Carrie, you can't make this up.
3: Teaching culinary arts, there's been a lot of wild things that have happened in my classroom between chemical reactions and accidents and adding red food coloring to things. But the one that I can't really get past is, you know, we use a lot of different ingredients. Mm -hmm. And the question that I got over and over again that stands out in my head is, Ms. Stack, where do we get the water? What? The water. The water. Like, where do you get the water that you're gonna put into your cake batter? Oh, goodness. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes. Wow. So, I would point to one of the nine sinks in the room (laughs) and say the water all comes out of this tool called a faucet, (laughs) and the water would magically turn on and they could take their water from there. But they did not understand why we did not have a dispenser on the refrigerator or bottled water
1: to wow.
3: use for their recipes.
1: Wow. You. <laughs> I
3: don't know what to say. <laughs> like,
1: no. what I, I, is this real? It is real. Where do right? I get the water? Yeah. Yeah. Every
3: day, that huh. question would come up more than once.
1: That's unbelievable. Mm. Need an SOP for that. Here's where you get the water, <laughs> Water. One. Well, turn
0: on tap. Yes. Two. Fill cup. Wow. Oh my gosh. Uh, they yeah. come to us with a lot of different knowledge than we expect, right? The things yes. we expect. So mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. Can't make it
1: up. No. Stormy, tell us your. You can't make this up.
4: Um, I took a group of students on a, a broad trip to the Amazon. And one of their. <laughs> back to the Amazon. And one of their big We're toes back. got bitten off by a <laughs> Oh,
0: it was a student. That no, explains I it. Just, that explains it. I yeah. didn't have anything.
4: Like, those yeah. are good stories. I don't have any crazy things that ever happened oh. to me. Or I've just suppressed them. Mm. Like, I really yeah. not think Maybe it's like
1: Jen, how she's like, nothing really surprises yeah. you, you know? Because yeah. you're just like, huh, oh, all right. I mixed Let's up keep... name
4: tags on the first day of school oh. once, and that was the worst first day of school ever. But other than that, it was.
1: Wait, you mean a... you gave like the wrong kid the wrong name no, tag? No, I had
4: them in stacks by period, and then they could just pick them up and put them underneath, and I went backwards, and so I was calling everyone in second period by sixth period's name, and.
1: And no one was answering? Nope. Yeah. You're like, hello, are we awake? what's going on which is not
4: that crazy i'm sure people have made a mistake like that so i didn't have any
1: well i bet maybe you'll see something crazy at douglas high school this year it will happen
0: fingers crossed
4: (laughs) i used to
1: think as a school counselor like
0: i've seen it all and then i was like
1: no never say that because you haven't Mm -hmm. like you have just wait now the good the bad the ugly. (laughs)
3: yeah
1: like the goat is going to get out (laughs) at the ag department or something you know
0: the counselor
3: gets spit on by the llama that was there well there's that Just look
0: out. I have never been spit on by a llama at school so first time for that's everything a win. That's, <laughs> I know. A win. that's a win well we thank you so much for your time and for sharing with us, letting us get to know you a little bit letting um, all of our listeners
1: get a, uh, get to know you a little bit and uh, keep up your epic work yeah, don't forget, subscribe and like you can find us on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts just sound like a pro Lindsay
4: Let's <laughs> go.